Our topic today is called Greater is Coming. We all face setbacks in life, things we don't understand. We go through loss and disappointments, and when it happens, it's easy to get discouraged and think, this is the way it's always going to be, and my best days are behind me. Our message today is a Krishna, our God, is a God of restoration. He doesn't stop every difficulty, doesn't keep us from every challenge, but he does promise that he will pay us back for all the wrong things, that he will restore what has been stolen. Yashaham Anugrahami, Tadisi Tad Danam Sani. Krishna, the devotee, says, you've allowed me to suffer so much hardship, but I know that in all of that, it's an opportunity for me to keep a good attitude, pass the test, and it's a setup to take me to a level of greater honor. The suffering ends up being a setup. Lord Krishna, God, allowed the difficulty, not just to spoil your life, to make you miserable, to push you down, but ultimately to catapult you to a level of greater honor. Krishna never brings his faithful devotees out the same. He always brings them out better off than they were before, and he makes the enemy pay for all the trouble. So when you're in tough times, you just have to remind yourself, this isn't the last chapter of your story. That loneliness, the bad break, that loss, that anxiety, that's not your destiny. Our message today is, and you're welcome to say it with me, greater is coming. Greater joy, greater strength, greater meaning, greater purpose, greater relationships. That setback in your finances, that client you lost, the unfair childhood you had, that didn't stop your purpose. Because greater opportunities are coming, greater favor, greater influence. Setbacks offer the greatest promise for spiritual growth, for building your character. When we've been through a time of testing, it gives us confidence that we can handle the next test, the next curved ball that's coming over the plate. Now the enemy, Maya, will whisper in your ear, you don't have what it takes. Your best days are behind you. Maybe you had it one time, but now it's gone. And what she's trying to do is set you back, make you doubt your God-given abilities cause you to step back from your destiny. But what's helpful is when you're in doubt, just keep this phrase in mind. Greater is coming. Greater is coming. God didn't bring me this far just to leave me hanging. He wouldn't have allowed it if it was going to keep me from my destiny. Just remember, it is said, these afflictions are light, they're temporary, they're for a moment, but if we keep a good attitude in the middle of the trouble, then they will work in us a great weight of glory. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, The trouble is temporary, the glory is permanent. So the key is, don't stay focused on the suffering, don't dwell on the doubts, stay focused, and expected and excited about the sneeze, I mean the glory that's coming. 
It may be tough right now. Life might have dealt you an unfair hand. Our message today is that suffering did not come in vain. It's serving a purpose, leading you to a greater honor, a greater favor, greater victories. I love the attitude of Eudasteria's four brothers, the Pandavas, as described in the great Indian epic, the Mahabharata. They were righteous, honest, pious. They never even had a bad thought in their life, and yet enemies came against them. They resented them just because of their goodness. They cheated them out of their kingdom in a crooked game of dice and sent them off without any possessions into the forest for 13 years. Now, the Pandavas could have been bitter, resentful, had a pity party. They weren't sticking their hands in the sand. They weren't denying that Krishna had brought them a lot of hardships. But what they didn't do was stop there, stay there, sit down there, wallow there, complain there, get focused on all the bad breaks. What they didn't do is say, Krishna, I don't understand this. Why do we get cheated at dice? Why is King Duryodhana trying to kill us? Why do we have to go into exile? That's what they didn't do. What they did do, in effect, was say, Krishna, it's true, we've had some bad breaks, gone through quite a bit of suffering, but I know that in all of this, you will restore us to greater honor than we had before the troubles. What was Yudhisthira doing? Thanking God in the middle of the difficulty, not when the difficulty came to an end, in the middle of the difficulty, when it looked darkest, least hopeful, he's thanking God, trusting God, that God is a God of restoration. Similarly, we can take a page from Eudistir's book. When we're in tough times, we can either talk about how big your problem is, or you can talk about how big your God is. If you're going to see greater, then you have to do like Eudistir. Start celebrating greater is coming when it doesn't look like it. The medical report doesn't look good. While you're taking the chemotherapy, say, Lord, thank you that greater health is coming. Thank you that the number of my days you will fulfill. When you're fighting anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide, fear, don't sit around thinking about how you're never gonna get better. No, in the middle of the battle, Krishna, Thank you that greater joy is coming. Thank you that right now you're pushing back the forces of darkness. Our message is your attitude in the suffering will determine whether you come out and when you come out or whether you just get stuck and soak and sour right where you are. While the Pandavas were in the forest for 13 years, they took advantage of that situation to meet and have wonderful conversations with great, great, knowledgeable sages. One such sage was Maitreya. And he talked to Yudhisthira about the nature of their difficulties. Now most people suffer because of bad decisions they've made. What goes around comes around. As you sow, you shall reap. Karma is action and reaction. You sow the seed, you face the deed. Whatever you do will come back to you. Law of cause and effect ensures the balance is perfect. Detecting whatever you do, good and bad, it will resurrect. Death is not the end, it's just a bend. Whatever you've done will circle back again. The body may die, but your karma is standing by. You'll be reborn to live and die. Continue to suffer and cry. You get the idea. Most suffering that we experience 
comes as a result of bad decisions, seeds, bad seeds that we planted, now we're getting a bad fruit. But Maitreya says, you Pandavas never did any bad thing. You're not reaping the results of bad decisions. All your hardship is directly enacted by your well wisher and friend God. It's divinely orchestrated so that you will know everlasting, imperishable fame and glory. Hello? This conversation took place 5,000 years ago in the middle of the forest, somewhere in India, and we're talking about the glories of the Pandavas 5,300 years later in Spanish Fork, Utah? Was Maitreya telling the truth or not? <laughs> so what we learn from this is your apparent setback will ultimately lead to your everlasting fame and happiness. We just have to do one thing, put God first place. Here's an important point. It's not just that if you have faith, you'll never have suffering. If you have faith, you'll never have things you don't understand. No, you will have suffering. Krishna doesn't take the suffering away, but he gives you the insight that the suffering it's temporary, it's not permanent. And after you've suffered for a little while, not your whole life, not in most cases the next 20 or even 10 years, or even five years, the key is that while you're undergoing the challenge, don't believe the lie that what you're going through right now is never going to change. It is going to change. In scriptural literature, you always hear these terms. Disease came to pass, war came to pass, hunger came to pass. Did you ever hear it say, it came to stay? No, it came to pass. It's temporary. It's not going to always be the way it is. You're not always going to struggle with that addiction. You're not always going to have to deal with that illness. You'll not always have trouble at work. But suffering is not going to last what God started in your life with initial discomfort, he's going to finish in a blaze of glory and honor. But here's the key to see the greater. You have to go through the suffering. And I would love to tell you the greater comes just by being positive, just by staying in faith. But there are certain levels, certain levels of mature faith that you can only reach by going through some things. In 1972, one of Prabhupada's American disciples in his early 20s was staying in a forested area outside of Vrindavan. Vrindavan is our Bethlehem. It's the place where Krishna appeared 5,000 years ago. He enacted his childhood pastimes. And it's a wonderful place. It's got 5,000 temples. It's got a population of about 50,000 people. So on the surface of it, our society getting land in Vrindavan to build a Hare Krishna temple alongside of all the others was a great blessing. But it wasn't quite that simple. The land that was donated was way outside of Vrindavan in a jungle area where there were snakes, there were scorpions, there were tigers, there were rogues and thieves and robbers. And there was one disciple named Gurudas. Prabhupada told him to go there, live in a thatched hut and build a temple. He'd never been out of America. 
He's in India, which just going to India is a challenge, even the civilized parts of India. But here's this guy barely out of his teeth. He's sitting in the middle of the jungle with scorpions and snakes and bad water and heat and mosquitoes. And he's supposed to build a temple. So I don't know what was wrong with him, but he was starting to get a little discouraged. <laughs> I wrote this letter to him. <laughs> he says, Now go on and develop the Vrindavan Center with full enthusiasm and do not be discouraged by any temporary setbacks. He must have been sitting there thinking, nothing's going to change, there's no money, there's no help, there's nothing. But Prabhupada's telling him, it's temporary. Always work in the spirit of being completely dependent on Krishna for everything. I will be returning to India by October. This is now what was opened in 1974, just two years later from being a barren, desolate, God-forsaken place in the middle of the jungle. Two years later, 1974, I was there. The magnificent Krishna Balaram temple opened. So we learn from the example of Gurudas not to get stuck in the suffering, not to live bitter because you got trapped in the jungle with an impossible task, not to settle in the depression, thinking that you've been sidelined. Keep an attitude of faith, go through it. Keep believing. When every thought tells you it's never gonna happen, keep talking like it's going to happen when nothing is improving. Keep speaking Krishna's favor when it seems like you're just wasting your time sitting out there in the jungle with nothing better to do than twiddle your thumbs. The suffering is a test, an opportunity to show Krishna that you're not going to get discouraged, you're not going to give up on your dreams, and you're not going to lose your passion. As I said, that center was opened in 1974. Today, out of all the 5,000 temples in Vrindavan, it's one of the two or three most popular temples get hundreds if not thousands of visitors a day. And aside from tourists coming from all over India and all over the world to visit that temple, every November in the holy month of Kartik, more than 8,000 Hare Krishnas from Russia, Europe, China, South America, Japan gather there and celebrate for the whole month. After you suffered a little while, it is said that God himself will restore you, he'll strengthen you, and he'll establish you. Krishna, God, has already called us, created us, not for defeat, not for mediocrity, but for victory. He's called us to overcome every obstacle which shows his power in a greater way. The creator of the universe chose you before you were born. Therefore, the forces that are trying to stop you are no match for Lord Krishna, the creator of millions and millions of universes. Prabhupada wrote these words also. Now, do like Yudhisthira, go through the suffering with a good attitude. If you'll keep the right perspective, then Krishna himself will restore you. That means he won't send the demigods, he won't ask Indra, the heavenly king of rain, to do it. He won't ask Shiva to do it. Krishna personally will suddenly turn things around for those who glorify him by chanting his holy names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari, Hari. Sometimes the enemy Maya, she's pulling you back. She's pulling you down. She's arranging unfair situations, betrayals, 
backstabbing. She thinks in all of this, she's trying to keep you back, trying to keep you down. But what she's really doing by pulling you down, it's like the archer pulling the string back and back and back and back and on a slight decline towards the ground. And all that's doing is the further back you pull the string of the bow, the more powerfully and with more velocity when released, that arrow will travel to the heights and traverse great, great distances. My, your enemies, your detractors, your critics, they think that you're pushing you down when in actuality they are setting you up to launch you to a new level of your destiny. Therefore, don't be discouraged by what you're going through. None of us could become who we are without the struggle, without the disappointment, without the brokenness. I know it's uncomfortable. I know we don't like it. But in all of that, just keep reminding yourself, greater is coming. Many, many years ago, this is probably not the tourist spot it once was, but nevertheless, the story holds true. An architect planned the walls of the royal palace in Tehran, Iran, to be covered with beautiful handcrafted mirrors made in Paris. But when the shipment of glass arrived from Paris, every mirror had been smashed on route. The entire shipment was destroyed. The grand entry apparently couldn't be completed. And just as the workmen started sweeping up the pieces of broken glass to put them in the nearest dumpster, the man said, the architect, wait a minute, I have an idea. He took a hammer and he further broke some of the larger pieces into smaller pieces, gathered up his hands, he walked over to the entry, he put some glue on the wall, and then he started making these montages of broken mirror pieces. And at no point were any two pieces alike. They'd all been broken differently, the angles were different, and so on and so forth. Today, again, I don't know how many people are visiting it from outside of Iran, but nevertheless, that royal palace stands in Tehran as a dazzling display of prisms, reflected light, a veritable wonder of the world. One former visitor, Ponsinus, said in awe, broken is more beautiful. Broken is more beautiful. And when you understand this principle that every setback can be a setup for God to take you further, that the suffering is putting you in position for a greater honor, then you won't lose it, get all hysterical, and fall apart when you have a bad break. You won't live bitter when you have an unexpected challenge. What you'll do is you'll stay firmly fixed in faith, knowing that the enemy would not be trying so hard to stop you if in fact you didn't have a great future out in front of you. There was a book, uh, by an adventure survival skill writer named Gary Olson. And he describes this scene. A guy in the desert somewhere, been out of food and water for days. His lips were parched, cracked, bleeding. His tongue was swollen inside of his mouth. His legs were bruised. And his feet were cut and raw. He was scraped from the rocks and the blowing sand that scoured his back and his arms. He was insect-bitten, tormented by cactus needles. His skin was blistered 
by the merciless sun. And as he crawled over a rise and looked at a vast expanse of desert extending out before him, he propped himself up on one bleeding elbow. And he said, you know, Lord, a few more days like this and I might get a little discouraged. <laughs> well, what was he doing? I'll tell you, he wasn't complaining. He was thanking God and he was showing a sense of humor. And most importantly, he was moving forward. He didn't stop. He had a good attitude and he knew how to take reverses with a sense of humor. Sometimes in a tough spot, you look for someone to encourage you and they're not there for one reason or another. Your friends are busy. Your priest went back to India. Your church got closed because of a pandemic. Now that's Krishna sending you a message. At some point, you have to be mature enough to be able to encourage yourself. At some point, you have to be able to dig down and say, I'm not going to let this bad break, this disappointment, this injustice, steal my joy and sour my life. Krishna, I know that you're bigger than this sickness, greater than this depression, more powerful than this opposition. I know, Krishna, that your being for me is more than the whole world being against me. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. You have to stir up your faith, stir up your prayer. Start speaking victory over your life. Start thanking God that he's fighting your battles. That this too shall pass. And in its wake, greater is coming. I think you'll like this story about a businessman. He was visiting a strange city. He had an appointment later in the day and he had some time to kill. So he was driving around in his rental car. And he passed the Little League baseball game. So he decided to stop and watch it for a while. He was standing just outside the third base line. And when there was a lull in the action, he asked the boy playing third base, what's the score? The boy replied, well, we're behind 18 to nothing. That's strange, said the businessman. You don't look particularly discouraged. The boy said, why should I be? We haven't come to bat yet. <laughs> Sometimes in life, the enemy celebrates too soon. He's up 18-0 in the first inning, but he didn't realize that you guys haven't come to bat yet. He still doesn't know of what you're capable of doing, especially if you have God's wind in your sails. Yeah, you had a setback, you're behind, the score is stacked up against you, but you're not getting sour, you're not getting discouraged, you're not even thinking of giving up. You're accepting that setback as a setup for a comeback. You're not going to sit in the ashes all defeated and depressed. Your enemy can never dream that even so far behind that you could have spirit, enthusiasm, optimism, energy, that you would have the ability to encourage yourself. The enemy cannot imagine that when devotees get knocked down, they get right back up again. Instead of complaining, they start praising. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Your enemy be celebrated. Duryodhan thought he had it all when he cheated the Pandavas out of their kingdom and sent them to the forest for 13 years. 
He never dreamed that the Pandavas would use that time in the forest to deepen their faith, strengthen their devotion, sharpen their skills, enrich themselves with wisdom, and most importantly, attract the special favor of the Supreme Personality of Godhead because of keeping a good attitude in a bad situation. Sure, Duryodhana enjoyed 13 years of stolen property, but that wasn't the last chapter of Duryodhana's life. The last chapter of Duryodhana's life was he lay in the dust of the battlefield, his hip broken, surrounded by vultures and jackals. And he didn't die right away. It took him several days to die while Krishna made sure that he saw the Pandavas installed back on their throne that he had stolen from them. The enemy may be celebrating now, thinking they're ahead by 18 points, but don't let that get to you. Don't worry, your time is coming. Right now, Krishna's arranging things in your favor, lining up the breaks you need, pushing back the forces of darkness, working behind the scenes in your favor. Just keep moving forward in faith. Faith that you're gonna come into unusual favor, breakthroughs, healing, victories, things that you could not make happen on your own. When we understand who we are under God and when we surrender ourselves to Him and love and trust in His providence, in that way there comes healing, restoration, and victory against all the odds. I just want to tell you one more short story here. Great author, I'm sure you recognize the name, Victor Hugo, who wrote Les Miserables. He was exiled from his beloved France for 18 years, just like the Pandavas had been exiled for 13 years. He was a critic of Napoleon as a tyrant. So during his exile, he lived in the Channel Islands so that he could see across the channels his beloved France. He tended to be sad because of his separation from his country. But he didn't let it stop his literary efforts. But what he did was, every evening, he would come to the edge of the channels, at sunset, climb up on a cliff overlooking the small harbor, look for a while breathingly over the water, and then he would stoop down, pick up a pebble, and he would throw that pebble out into the water. It's that simple ritual he practiced every evening. There were some children I watched him doing this day after day. And finally, one of the children became bold enough to go up and ask Victor Hugo, why do you come here every evening and throw those stones? Victor Hugo smiled and he answered the child, no, I'm not throwing stones. I'm throwing self-pity. I'm throwing complaining into the sea. And what was he saying? Even when people dishonor you, when they exile, even when they send you to the sidelines, send you to the forest, don't give way to despair. Don't have a pity party. Keep the right attitude. The setback is a setup for a comeback. Krishna, God knows how to make his devotees shine. People may try to discount you and push you down, but you are not who people say. You are who God says you are. God calls you a masterpiece. Krishna claims you for his own. He says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You have royal blood flowing through your veins. He's crowned you with his favor. And yes, 
There are times when you have to suffer in exile, when you have to do the right thing, when the wrong thing is happening, when you have to work hard and you're not getting the credit. Be good to someone who's not being good to you, but know this tonight, Krishna is keeping the records. And he's a meticulous accountant. When you suffer more, you have a promise. Greater honor is coming. Those that discount you now, one day they will look up to you. Those who call you loser, misfit, one day will call you boss. They'll call you sir. They'll call you senator. Those that don't give you the time of day right now, one day they'll line up to get your attention. Why? Because Krishna knows how to pay his devotees back. When it's difficult, keep praise in your spirit. Remind yourself that greater is coming. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama, Hare. The more the situation seems hopeless, the more people have written you off, the more likely Krishna is to show his power by turning things around in your favor. Yes, he'll bring darkness, but after the darkness always comes the dawn. Yes, he'll bring ashes, but after the ashes comes beauty. Now, do your part. Honor the supreme mystic. Get excited about your future. Get ready, because greater is coming. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama, Hare Hare. It's a new day for those who kept in first place. Things are shifting in the favor of devotees. Krishna is saying to you what he said to you to steer. You're going to get everything back double. Your health is coming. Your dreams are coming true. Your children will be restored. Your finances, your joy, all the desires of your heart are coming fully and abundantly. Nothing is going to be missing in this life. And next life, you'll go back to home, back to Godhead.